Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. That's a wrap. Yo, that's a wrap. It was an amazing experience. Hope everybody enjoyed it. Hope you got some laughs and good entertainment. This is Warriors Wrap-Up. On 95-7, the game. Clay Thompson feeds Looney. The cutters coming to the rim, and he powered it down. This kid is really coming along. Another dunk for Rakuten. Another elevation sensation for Kaminga. He's got 18. Yeah, Jonathan Kaminga would go on to score 22 for the Warriors. He would lead them in scoring, and the Warriors break him up on the road. That's right. Two consecutive wins for Golden State as they get the job done in Dallas. 127-125 to is the final, so they win the final two games of the road trip. We welcome you into Warriors wrap-up here on 95.7 The Game. John Dickinson, good to be back with you here on The Game. Appreciate Alan Stiles for sitting in for me as I was sitting in for Guru on Monday. And uh, we can get this thing kick-started at 888-957-9570, A lot to discuss in what has to be to date one of, if not the biggest, Warriors win of the season. I think it's clearly the biggest road win of the season considering everything that was at stake for the Warriors coming into it with basically the sixth seed for the time being on the line with the Warriors coming in at 37 and 36 and Dallas coming into this one at, at 36 and 36. And, and it was for the tiebreaker being the, the third and final matchup between these two teams this season. And so if, if you win this game, you feel like you're in a pretty good spot as it pertains to sixth with maybe even an opportunity to move up. You got a lot of other teams, which we'll get to here between now and and pretty close to nine o'clock uh, here on 95.7. The game as we keep this thing rolling where some other teams in the West got victories and the Warriors just a, a purposeful, purposeful performance it, it wasn't perfect but I think it was one of the more smooth warrior performances with fewer of those moments that have been game wreckers really for this team especially on the road I mean this is the kind of game that the Warriors have for the most part found ways to not win over the course of this season but tonight they were able to do it and they were able to do it with a lot of little contributions and a few big-time contributions from just about everybody among those who played uh, in in this game tonight. And and it all adds up to a 127-125 to victory for the Warriors over the Mavericks. So 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. It is John Dickinson here on Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. The Xfinity Mobile text line is open as well. We'll hear from Steve Kerr. We will hear from one of the Warriors stars of the game tonight as well at least Jonathan Kaminga who met with the media already uh, downstairs inside America Airlines Center he was tremendous in this one tonight and the Warriors needed everything that he was able to give them in in this game Uh, Warriors trailed by three at the end of one second quarter they outscored Dallas 35-30 third quarter 31-30 at the wild sequence there at the end of the third quarter where there was a, an out-of-bounds play, and Dallas thought they had the ball. The official underneath the basket had initially pointed that it was going to be Warriors' ball, and then he changed it to Dallas' ball, and and there was some confusion, I guess, to who was going to have the possession coming out of the timeout, and I'll get you the Mavs side of this, is they're filing a formal protest with the league as to that play, which which wound up being Warriors inbounding it. 
uh, under the Dallas basket, which is, is where the ball went out of bounds, and it was ruled to, to be Warriors basketball, and the Mavs are saying they weren't properly notified of the call uh, to be able to to get back and defend it. So they were given a two. It winds up being a two-point game. We'll give you the, the quote from Mark Cuban on the protest and, and the official protest rules as well, as that is something that, that hangs over this game uh, as well, at least for the next couple of days. But to all in all, Warriors get the win 127 to 125. And, and really, I mean, where do you even start? But I, I've got notes just jotted down about just about every player here on the roster. I'm going to start with Kaminga because a lot of people have been on my case for the belief that I've been on Kaminga's case too much of the time. And, and I just have to stay right out of the shoot. Excellent game from Jonathan Kaminga. 22 points, 9 of 11 shooting. The ball pressure on defense, he was defending Luka Doncic at times and really making him work and causing problems for him in in his return after not playing here as of late. And it was just a a high-energy, high-motor, high-IQ type of a game from Jonathan Kaminga. But the most important aspect of, of what Kaminga did, and he was the Warriors' leading scorer in this game, was he did it in the context of the Warriors' offense. He did it with you know, fitting his game in that box that we've talked about so much as to how does he figure out a way to play now and help this Warriors team win while also developing his game to be something that can be much greater as his career goes on. And I think where, where I've disagreed with some of the Warrior fan base is the belief that, that he should maybe be cl- – farther along or given more free reign to try and and stretch his legs spread his wings you know improvise whatever it is uh to to be able to to be more of a playmaker and I've said well no he needs to fit his game right now in the context of a team that has championship aspirations and that means defense hustle rebounding running the floor and tonight you know, for all of the people out there that are thinking tonight is a JD, I told you so type of a moment. JD, I told you about Kaminga. It's actually the opposite. This is actually a night where Kaminga did it in the exact ways that I've been saying he needs to do it to be able to help this team win. And he hit a couple of corner threes. He had nine buckets tonight. And, and, I mentioned the defense, and the defense is, is part of this because the defense was was tremendous, but the defense also led directly to his offense tonight. And so he had nine buckets in this one. He hit two corner threes, which were the proper shot to take, one from each corner, first half, with the Mavs sagging off of him, the ball movement leading to him take, you know, getting the ball in the context of the play and taking that shot. Nothing forced about it. It's a good shot that was created and must be taken, and Kaminga really calmly realized, hey, this is a shot I should take, and he drilled them both from, from each of those corners. Ended up two of three from, from three-point range. He had two other buckets that came on steals and scores where one was on a double, where he ended up with the ball and just took it the other way and and dunked it. Uh, the other one was via ball pressure to where he wound up uh, on you know, being able to finish the play again. Four, so four points there directly because of his defense. Four other times he had cuts where it led to a layup or a dunk for him. And Curry had found him. Draymond had found him a couple of times in the second half. Looney found him for a dunk. Curry found him again later on. And then he got fouled on a cut and made a couple of really important free throws down the stretch, which wound up putting the Warriors ahead. Really, really, eight of his nine buckets tonight and nine of his ten scoring plays tonight because he hit the, the two free throws that were critical were without improvisation. It was high IQ, where do I need to be in the context of the offense, allowing me to fit my game in the box 
with the Steph Currys and the Draymond Greens and, and the Kevon Looney's. And I think that's the biggest step toward his ability to start figuring it out, in addition to the ball pressure and, and the high-motor defense. So excellent game from Kaminga, but he did it the way that he has to do it if he wants to be a part of this team. That's not a statement as to what his future career can be, and if he has the opportunity to to stretch his legs and spread his wings and become much more of a, of a dynamic player. You saw one little taste of that on the drive from the left wing in the, in the second half where he was able to spin and finish. That was the only imp- improvisational type of, you know, getting in his bag a little bit type of a play. But he made nine other plays, basically, of the ten offensive plays he made tonight were all context of the Warriors' offense and showing that he can be a piece that can fit on this team. I I thought it was exceptional, and I thought it was the biggest statement yet as to what he has to do to help this team this season. And those have been the kinds of things that he has not done consistently enough to where when he has done it, Steve Kerr's put him out there and played him a lot. When he hasn't done it, Steve Kerr's gone away from him or gone to to other players, uh, and and those other players have, have had to to either pass or fail. So excellent, excellent work from Jonathan Kaminga. All right, before we continue, let's uh, go ahead and pause here for our our ID uh, at the top of the 8 o'clock hour. The radio home of the Golden State Warriors, KGMZ-FM and HD1 San Francisco on Odyssey Station. All right, John Dickinson here on Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game, 888-957-9570. Warriors win 127-125 to over the Mavs as they get the job done in this one. They win their second consecutive road game. They get to 38-36, and so two games over 500 as they now return home for the next four and home for five of the last eight before the Warriors uh, wind up finishing up this season the next four, five of the last eight. The last two are on the road at Sacramento and Portland. And so, yeah, the Warriors in a position here where five of the next six are going to be on the Chase Center hardwood, but five of these last eight overall. More thoughts on contributions from everybody. I'll also get you that the details on the Mavs protest, as silly as that was, but uh, a, a confusing, confusing play from the third quarter. But I do want to get to the phone lines, 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. we got the secret sauce of the game coming up as well. A lot to get into here between now and 9 o'clock on Warriors Wrap-Up, but we'll get it started with Anthony and Pleasant Hill here tonight on Warriors Wrap-Up. What's going on, Anthony? Hey, what's going on, J.D.? Thanks for taking the call tonight. Um, I just want to chime in on Kaminga a little bit. Uh, I totally agree with you. I think Kaminga's going to find his best success, you know, working within the confines of the offense on this type of team. Um, you could tell early on he was sort of getting caught up and getting in trouble when he was trying to do too much. Um, so the last few games has been great. I think it's a young player finding his confidence, and he's finding his confidence by playing hard on defense. Um, so it's sort of to be a blessing in disguise with Wiggins out, um, with, with him to gain this confidence when Wiggins gets back. We'll probably have, you know, a couple of good defenders and um, some good flashers. So, you know, I, I spoke to you and Stani last Friday. I hate to keep harping on the, on the old news, but I sort of wish we could have did the same thing with Wiseman. Um, just kind of let him grow into this offense and grow into this team. But, again, it is what it is. But I'm, I'm just so proud to see what Kaminga's doing. Um, but thanks for taking my call. Yeah, no, appreciate it. I mean, tonight is the template for, for how it needs to work. If he, and, and, look, nobody said that Kaminga can't score or can't you know, have an offensive impact on this team. It's, it's just how do you do it? And tonight he did it in ways. And look, not every night's going to be 9 of 11. There's going to be nights where teams might take a couple of those cuts away. I, I think the Mavs, for all of the people they had out, and Kyrie Irving and everybody else, not a statement of, hey, the Mavs had players out. More for me a statement of the Mavs are just not top to bottom a very athletic team. And so I think, athletically this is a good matchup for the Warriors because they're not the most athletic team and so Kaminga really I think had some advantages that maybe he doesn't have against some other opponents like typically I think we look at it as well you need athletes to go against other but athletes to go against other better athletes tonight was a night where actually Kaminga had an advantage because the Mavs are not an athletic team whereas I think there's been other nights where Kaminga doesn't have the athletic advantage as great an athlete as he is 
and some of the other players he's going up against are more experienced, and that's where the results may be a little bit more hit or miss as far as as he's concerned. But I think you know you you saw defensively Dallas is just they're they're terrible and if you're patient you can get what you want you can hit them on the offensive boards which the Warriors have had done to them a lot of different times this season the Warriors were able to do some of the things that other teams have done to them to this Dallas Mavericks team and I think a lot of it is because the Mavs physically just don't match up especially after their trades uh, with even a team uh, like the Warriors, who often find themselves looking a little unathletic compared to to some of the other teams out there. But uh, either way, tonight's the template for what it, it has to look like for, for Kaminga. And if he does that, he can score at a high level efficiently and help this Warriors team. I mean, he doesn't get 22 tonight. The Warriors may not win this game. And we're talking about, wow, this is another one of these L's that the Warriors you know, have taken so many different times uh, on the season. So a lot of other good things to get to, uh, but I do want to get to Robin in San Francisco next here tonight on Warriors Wrap-Up. What's going on, Robin? How are you? J.D., I wanted to say I agree with you wholeheartedly about Kaminga, and, and of course everybody's going to go cuckoo, cuckoo, puff. Oh, he's the greatest thing since sliced piece. But let's just face it. I mean, his IQ showed up tonight, and consistency moving forward is the key. And like you said, you know, I, I think, you know, you know, the cutting, the moving with all of them, better shot selection. And actually, I think that Dallas's defense did not do such a bad job because um, – uh, on them because uh, the, the stars didn't do so well tonight. I mean, they did great in terms of their floor plan. It seemed like Steph and them trusted the youngsters more, even Dre, to, to make the right cut. You, you could see a certain confidence. I'm not saying they're cohesive, they're chummy, chummy, but I did see a little trust level there. And the last thing I want to say, since everybody wants to always dog uh, Jordan Poole, why don't you talk about his contribution tonight as well? Because he got off too. Bye, you guys. Yeah, thanks, thanks, Robin. Jordan Poole had had his moments tonight where it was, oh my God, what's going on here? But Jordan Poole really helped the Warriors tonight. There's no doubt, and and you'd be hard pressed to find anybody as you look up and down the box score that didn't help the Warriors tonight in a game they ultimately win by two. But Jordan Poole didn't make a three, took a couple heat checks, uh, didn't have a turnover in this game. But yeah, he had 16 points and six assists, and and he helped the Warriors on a night where they needed more balance in terms of the the scoring department, in particular because of the way that the Mavs were defending the Warriors. And you're right. They were really trying to make Curry a passer in this game. They were trying to take Clay away uh, in this game. And and so, no, I'm Jordan Poole, Jordan Poole. It was, it was much more of a, as Steve Kerr mentioned on the ESPN telecast, it was much more of hit singles, you know, be patient, be steady, kind of kind of a game for for the Warriors. Solid wins the game is what Steve Kerr was was caught there in the the mic'd up portion of the ESPN telecast. Solid wins the game, and I thought Poole was much more solid and calm. Although he did have a couple of moments where you thought, uh oh, are these going to be the key things that everybody's going to want to harp on if the Warriors don't win this game? Uh, I want to get to Steph and 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 Clay and Draymond tonight because on the surface you may say. Oh, well, Steph Curry, 2 of 8 from 3. The Warriors won a game tonight where they were 12 of 39 from 3-point range. And they won the game in part because of 18-second chance points. The the points in the paint are are the real thing. The Warriors were at 66 points in the paint on 33 of of 44 shooting. So it was was getting into the paint that was critical for the Warriors. But but I, I thought Steph Curry just controlled the game tonight with his passing with his just just command and yeah he had his three turn but 13 assists three turnovers 20 points he he drove to the basket you know Steph tonight was seven to ten himself from two-point range and, and the Warriors needed that that balance and and that you know playmaking ability I I mentioned you know he was the guy who found Kaminga you know Kaminga was the guy that Basically, Dallas was trying to help off of, and they were daring Kaminga to make the right basketball play, and they were daring Curry and, and Draymond and, and Looney and others to find him, and and the Warriors carved him up by by doing that tonight. So, yeah, a, a nod to Jordan Poole, without a doubt, Robin, 
and a nod to Steph Curry for commanding the game in this one. I mean, Draymond Green was just tremendous defensively down the stretch. Again, I think Draymond tonight, athletically, with the Mavs a little bit more challenged than some of these other teams we, we see the Warriors play across the league on a night-in, night-out basis. I, you know, Draymond had that playoff Draymond, I want this game mentality, but he also physically looked like he had the ability to do it. I mean, the ball movement tonight was terrific from the Warriors, but Draymond's ability to just, you know, getting, you know, stopping Luka there at, at the end when, you know, the Mavs were probably going for a three, but, but Draymond not only forced them to get Luka for the two on the interior, but then is able to stand him up and defend him uh, as he went up for the, the, the shot there to, to try and cut it down and, and miss the shot. And the Warriors end up getting the rebound there, what, up three. And then Kevon Looney's able to go to the free throw line and, and, and basically end the game uh, as the Warriors were up five before the Mavs cut it down to two with that, that last second three at the buzzer. But I, I also want to give Clay Thompson a little bit of a nod because Clay only took nine shots tonight. And you know what? I think you got to applaud Clay Thompson for just that. He only took nine shots. And you know, tonight was a night where he was one of four from three, but he was patient, I thought, in, in this game. Uh, defensively at times, it was a struggle for Clay Thompson, but Clay wasn't looking to be the guy that, that had to shoot it 18 to 20 times tonight. And if this was a night where he rushes a couple of shots that don't go in, Maybe the Mavs are getting down and having a few leak outs going the other way, and there's a couple of more easy baskets up on the board to where the Warriors find themselves in a lot more trouble than they were. Uh, and so I, I, you know, I give Clay Thompson in his 35 minutes a nod for for being uh, four of nine uh, from from three point range and not having a four of nine turn into a, a six of 15 or 7 of 18 type of a night because, you know what, frankly, some of those shots that, that Clay could have taken that might have been misses wound up being Kaminga dunks or layups in the context of the offense, which are better, more high-percentage shots for the Warriors here, and they're also shots that, that allow the Warriors to at least have a better chance to try and, and defend uh, the, this Dallas Mavericks team. So 888-957-9570, 888 9570 John Dickinson here on Warriors wrap up on 957 the game as the Warriors get the win 127 to 125. I do want to let everybody know about the protest angle of this and and there was the the play in the third quarter where Dallas thought they had the ball but they let the Warriors throw it in for a layup. Now uh, Steve Kerr had said that he thought it was Warriors ball. The Mavs clearly thought it was their ball or that they weren't notified properly or given enough time to to defend the play. And the ref did have it as Dallas ball and then quickly changed it. So the original call, I believe, was Dallas ball. And then he very quickly motioned a- at the timeout to go, uh, no, Warriors ball underneath that, that Dallas basket. And then they went to commercial and came back, and, and you know, I've got the running box score come out, and originally on the ESPN feed, nobody even saw the, the basket. Like, nobody even, I, I, the, the bucket was on the board, but nobody knew really what happened, so they had to go back and double back and explain what it exactly had happened. Well, here, here is the statement on the Mavs protest, and, and Shams had this first uh, of the athletic and stadium. The Mavs plan to file a formal protest of the loss to the Warriors tonight with the focus on alleged referee mistake that led to two free Warriors points late in the third quarter. Now, Mark Cuban, the owner of the Mavs, he let everybody know the team stance on this. And Cuban writes, and I'm quoting via his Twitter and and social media, Cuban writes, for those wondering about the play with 154 to go in the third, let me explain what happened. The ref called Mavs ball, which which was true initially. The announcer announced it. He's talking the, the PA announcer in the arena. Then there was a timeout. Now, here's where it gets a little bit off off script from what I had seen. Cuban says during the timeout, the official changed the call and never told us, meaning the Mavs. Now, 
Maybe the Mavs didn't see it. Maybe there should have been a clarification. I don't know, but the ref did. It was one of those, my bad, I pointed the wrong way. Because initially he pointed Mavs ball and then immediately turned and and pointed back uh, that it was still going to be Warriors ball. But it, it was one of those, like, where you, know, you ever see sometimes the ref points the wrong direction or just he gets it twisted in his head and makes a mistake and quickly is like, my bad, I'm, it's, it's actually going this way. And so he did that, but the Mavs were saying they weren't notified. Uh, and so Cuban goes on to write, when they saw us line up as if it were our ball, he just gave the ball to the Warriors. Never said a word to us. They got an easy basket. Crazy that it would matter in a two-point game. And then he goes on, worst officiating non-call mistake, probably in the history of the NBA. I think we've heard Mark Cuban use that kind of language at other times in his uh, career and uh, tenure as owner of of the Mavs. All they had to do was tell us, and they didn't. And so the formal protest will be made by the Mavs. I, I, I think... And, and look, who knows what types of, of documentation and or video evidence will, will have to be noted here. But one thing that was shown on the ESPN broadcast was the fact, and, and again, maybe there should have been more of a communication by the official coming out of the timeout. And you know maybe it was one of those where the officials thought they had already made the notification before the timeout. Maybe they should have gotten it to the table, meaning the officials to where the PA announcer could announce no, it's Warriors ball here coming out of the timeout. I don't know what happened there, but I also think there's got to be a certain level of defiance on the Mavs' part because if the Mavs were going to have the ball, they would have at least had somebody to throw the ball in and probably you know Luka Doncic or you know, somebody uh, to, to, to receive the inbounds pass to bring the ball up the court. And so... Uh, like, like, why weren't you, you, you – the ball would have been thrown in on that end underneath their basket no matter what, even if it had been Mavs' ball. So something is a little bit of a miss there. Uh, as far as the rules of, of filing a protest, and, and this comes from Bobby Marks of ESPN, the former GM of the, of the Nets. One, the protest must be filed within 48 hours after the conclusion of the game. Sounds like the Mavs are going to do that. There's a $10,000 protest fee. Didn't Didn't know that. Uh, refunded if successful, so we know Cuban can can make that call and 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 pay that freight uh, if need be. And then Dallas has the onus here on Dallas for you legal minds. the The onus is on Dallas within five days to provide evidence. So evidence, basically, that they weren't properly notified that it should have been uh, that that. They weren't notified that it was going to be Warriors ball, basically, even though there was a pretty quick overturn on the video evidence. So we'll see what Dallas can can conjure up as far as evidence in this thing. Seems a little flimsy. Uh, And then the final point is the decision of the commissioner comes five days after the receipt of the evidence. And I I read another note that basically in, in the last 70 years, there's been... 44 attempts, 44 attempts. Uh, anyway, and, and six successful in the last 70 years. So uh, we'll do some digging on, on that. But, again, it comes down to, quote, the decision of the commissioner. And so, so Adam Silver says, yay or nay, uh, this, is, this is the way this thing plays out, and, and, and we move on from there. Uh, from that point. And it, it did wind up being a two-point game. Maybe if a Bullock misses that three at the buzzer, it's a five-point game, and the league can claim moot point. But it ended up being a two-point game, and that bucket, uh, I guess you could make the case, wound up being the difference. But uh, for those that, that didn't know and were unaware of everything that was going on, I figured we'd keep you updated on, on that. Uh, I would imagine that the Mavs will not be able to have the, the clear evidence that would cause – you know, some semblance of a of a replay or a or a do over or a game extension uh, or something like that uh, in in a game uh, between now and the end of the regular season. All right, eight 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 nine five seven ninety five seventy. Let's get to Tony and Alameda, and then we'll pause here. We'll come back with the secret sauce. We'll come back with our hardest working player. That's all between now here and nine o'clock on ninety five seven. The game. What's going on tonight, Tony? Yes. Hi. Hi. Good evening. This is um. You know, you're talking about this referee tonight. I, I never seen so much 
of bad calls tonight in, in a game, like especially on the second half. And despite that, you know, we got a freebie there, uh, the two points, you know, the inbound there. And, and uh, Lamb, well, he got shoved and he fell. That was a foul already. And, and was, I think it was 45-50 where Jordan Poole, uh, he was fouled there. Instead, he got the foul. And there's more foul in there that really got me all, got me all stressed out tonight. I, it seems like it was six against five tonight. Uh, you, you got this referee in there. Uh, I don't know. Sometimes uh, maybe it's a home cooking or not. But it's just thank God, thank God we won this game. And I would give this um, secret sauce tonight. I would say, I would say Looney making those two free throws at the end. Just imagine that one there. If he, if he missed those and they made a three point, I think it was like one one point five seconds left. Hey, you never know. It would have been tied. Okay. Thank you for taking my call. You got it, Tony. Appreciate it, as always. 888-957-9570. I know there were a lot of Warrior fans that were frustrated with Luka Doncic getting to the free throw line 10 times, and, and I think all 10 were in the first half, if, if memory serves here. Uh, but you know, fortunately for the Warriors, Luka missed four of them, and, and that proved to be pretty significant. And the Mavs missed eight of their 28 free throw attempts and the Warriors did get to the line enough, I think, to where it, it leveled out enough in conjunction with the second chance points and, and all the points in the paint. Basically, the Warriors got whatever they wanted on the interior when they were patient enough to take it. And the Warriors were, for the most part tonight, patient enough offensively to take it. There were very few lulls where they got overly three happy in this game. And when they did... Uh, you know, the, the one guy that you could make the case might have been a little three happy in this game was DiVincenzo. He took 10, but he made four. And so, you know, it wound up being a good night in terms of the makes. And he made a couple of key ones that the Warriors absolutely had to have. But for the most part, you look at the assist totals, 33 assists for the Warriors on, on 50 makes, led by Curry, 13 for him. Eight for Draymond, six for Poole, and the key here, Xfinity Mobile text line, 415. The key is the no turnovers from Jordan Poole in, in, in this one. So 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. One more before the break here. Why not? Let's fit in Luke Mann in Fairfield before we, we pause. Luke Mann, you're on Warriors Wrap-Up here on 95.7 The Game. Thanks for taking my call, brother. I just want to say Kaminga is our future. Just the way he's been playing the last five to six games has been everything that all of us fans have seen in, in flashes, but now it's really coming together like a beautiful picture. If he just really keeps us up consistently, including coming off the bench, we will be scary in the playoffs. I can't wait as long as we just keep this positive momentum rolling we got it in our hands. Thanks for taking my call, JD. Thank you. Thanks, Luke. Man, I mean, you know, for, for one night, you know, and again, good matchup, whatever. Warriors found it. End of a trip. The Warriors, they, they handled business, and and they, you know, had a number of different players fit their game into that box where it was just there were just fewer, just gut punch negative plays for the Warriors tonight, and, and I think that wound up proving to be uh, the, the difference. All right, 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. All right, we got a lot of things to do here between now and 9 o'clock. we got the secret sauce. we got the hardest working player. We're going to hear from Steve Kerr, and the pool report is out from Dallas uh, as to the officials being asked about what happened on the play that is being protested by the Mavs. So we've got all of that coming up. Still time for some phone calls, 888-957-9570. Warriors get the win, 127-125. to You heard it right here, 95-7 the game. 
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Spins away from a defender, forces his way to the middle, gets to the foul line, bounce pass, Draymond goes up, scored and got fouled! One with a foul, Draymond's got a chance for a three-point play. Not an easy finish, but his strength really helped him there. Now back to Warriors wrap-up on 95-7 The Game. Big win for the Warriors, 127-125. John Dickinson back here on Warriors Wrap-Up on 95-7. The game, Warriors now 38-36. and It's consecutive road wins for the Dubs. That's right. And it's also a 2-3 and three road trip for Golden State as uh, they finish this trip, losing the first three, winning the final two. And five of the last eight, five of the next six, including the next four, Philadelphia, Minnesota, the Pelicans and the Spurs to close out March are going to be at Chase Center where the Warriors have been hot. Eight consecutive wins on the home floor for the Warriors, and so they get the win over the Mavs. They stay in sixth for now, but they're only a half game back of the Clippers now currently who lost last night to OKC. They play OKC tomorrow again down in Los Angeles, and the Clippers are going to be without Paul George, reevaluated uh, after the knee injury from last night in the next two to three weeks. So he's probably out for the rest of the regular season. And currently the Clippers would have the tiebreaker over the Warriors, and it's looking likely that the Clippers end up with the tiebreaker over the Warriors. It's based, if it's those two, on divisional record. The Warriors actually have the advantage in conference record, but divisional record's the first tiebreaker for two teams within the same division. And the Clippers are 7-7 seven and seven in the division with two games to go. The Warriors are 6-9 and nine in the division with one game to go at Sacramento in a couple of weeks, the second-to-last game of the season. So in, in case you're wondering about that Clipper-Warrior tiebreaker with the season series being split, at two games apiece, it's a divisional record, which, again, the Warriors would have to win their last game against in Sacramento and have the Clippers lose their last two games to wind up tied. Uh, the best the Warriors could do is tied in terms of divisional record with the Clippers, and then it would obviously kick if that's tied to conference record where the Warriors would have the advantage. But, uh, yeah, long long ways to go still, and everything's so jumbled up that it could change about 50 different times probably between now and when we hit the airwaves for Warriors Live on Friday night at, at Chase before the Warriors take on Philly. But for the moment, fifth is back on the table for the Warriors. That's the, the main point, and you could even make a case. We'll see what happens. Suns are trailing the Lakers down in Southern California. Uh, you could make a case the Warriors – are in play for the four seed even still, just a game and a half back there. Uh, but the Suns also would have the tiebreaker, and that's for sure, over the Warriors. But uh, Golden State still uh, only a game and a half in. <laughs> they're, they're a game and a half from being out. So you lose three in a row, two in a row, everything can change. But if the Warriors can get hot, win three or four here, 
uh, on this homestand, they will still have a shot to elevate themselves into that conversation potentially for fourth, depending upon what Phoenix does, and definitely fifth, depending on what the Clippers do. The trends have been Warriors go home. Warriors obviously play much better basketball, so this could be a little bit of that mini run that we've been talking about and waiting for here for the last couple of months. All right, 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. JD here, Warriors wrap up a 95-7 the game. I want to tie up the, the conversation as far as this Mavs protest. So I went back during the break and rewatched the play again. Late third quarter, ball goes out of bounds under the Warriors, the basket the Warriors are, are shooting at. And I, I'm looking at the official here. The official immediately calls Warriors ball uh, out of bounds and then points the other direction. And Kavon Looney, when the ref points the other direction toward which would indicate Mavs ball, Looney clearly thought that's what it was. He argued with the ref, like, what's going on? Uh, for a moment, and it looks like the ref explained it to Looney, but Looney was shaking his head as he went to the bench. The pool report is out. This via Tim Cato of The Athletic in Dallas, who interviewed crew chief Sean Wright, got to ask him one question, as is the case whenever there's a a referee issue. And the question was, why was possession given to the Warriors on that play after it was originally signaled to be the Mavs? And Wright says, initially on the floor, the original signal was, in fact, Golden State ball as can be seen on video. That is confirmed by the video I just watched. He did signal Golden State ball first. There is a second signal, which we also just laid out for you, but that signal, according to Sean Wright, is the signal for the mandatory timeout that was due to the Mavs. So the out-of-bounds play triggered the timeout. The the signal down toward the Mavs bench, uh, the opposite end of the floor, was to signal that timeout which apparently that is what confused the Mavs. Uh, the one thing that I still can't come back to, and I guess the, the PA announcer in-house announced Mavs ball, which I think also created the, the confusion. That's at least what Mark Cuban alleges. But it's pretty clear on the video that what the official said after the game is consistent with what the video shows. And so... The thing that I still can't come up with in all of this is, even if the Mavs thought it was their ball, they should have been on that end of the floor where the ball went out of bounds to take it out of bounds and bring it up the court. And so, I, you know, the the notion that it was going to be Dallas ball on the other end of the floor is is idiotic, and I almost feel like the Mavs should lose the protest on that alone. But with the onus being on Dallas to prove that the officials somehow screwed up, I don't think they've got the video evidence because the initial – point is Warriors ball by the official and I think he can plausibly say hey I was signaling for the mandatory timeout as that second point which was going the other way and so you know could the officials given the Mavs a little more leeway to hey you're down here you're down here that that case I think remains to be seen but again the onus in this is on the Mavs to prove it uh you know so interesting but I don't see this one getting overturned, folks. I don't see that protest getting uh, upheld. And regardless, the Warriors get the big win here tonight, 127-125. to 125. All right, let's get to the secret sauce of the game. Why did the Warriors win? Why did they lose? What was the deciding factor? And the secret sauce of the game brought to you by Proposition Chicken. Fried, flipped, fake. This chicken goes three ways, now available in eight Bay Area locations, with the newest one being in Novato. And tonight it was all about paint points for the Warriors and ball movement leading to those paint points. The 33 assists on 50 makes. It was 33 assists, and the Warriors had 33 makes on the interior. 66 points in the paint. The Mavs are not good defensively. They were trying to take the three ball away from the Warriors. They were trying to make Steph into a passer, and Steph took exactly what the defense gave the Warriors and made the Mavs pay, and he made him pay by driving and getting to the basket to the tune of 7 to 10. I I know Warrior fans are ticked thinking he got bumped and should have been at the line more, and Luka gets breathed on, and it's a foul, and and he's still probably shooting free throw. I get that, but Curry Curry masterfully handled this game and controlled this game, and so paint points and ball movement, you look at the assist totals, 
Curry, 13 with three turnovers. Draymond, eight assists. He had three turnovers. Poole, six assists and no turnovers. So the, the primary ball handlers for the Warriors in this one, you look at, at, at Draymond with Steph and Poole, and it's 27 assists, 27 assists and six turnovers. You, you'll take that. You'll take the 20, you, you'll take the four to one, four and a half to one assist to turnover ratio uh, if it's leading to as many paint points as the Warriors got tonight. So that, your secret sauce of the game, brought to you by Proposition Chicken. Again, fried, flipped, fake. This chicken goes three ways, now available in eight Bay Area locations, with the newest one being in Novato, and a big-time nod to Jonathan Kaminga, who was making himself available on cuts, fitting his game into that box that I've so often talked about to be able to help this team win and do it and score and be efficient in doing so. He was terrific tonight. I think tonight was Jonathan Kaminga's best game of the season, based on the ball pressure defense and based on the the basketball IQ he showed to be able to roll with you know everything basically you know, I, I mentioned the 10 plays that he made the 10 buckets if you count the two free throws as one of the buckets nine of the 10 were either based as direct proportion of, of two steals that were dunks or plays that were made because he was in the right spot in the Warriors offense to uh, allow those buckets to be made easily and effectively. So, eight at eight nine five seven ninety five seventy. Let's go ahead and hear from the head coach of the Warriors, Steve Kerr, as he addressed Kaminga's big game and the Warriors getting a couple of road wins in a row here uh, following this one in Dallas. You see, uh, as the biggest factor in your team, I thought we we got some key stops. Uh, I thought Draymond was incredible down the stretch defensively. Uh, offensively, um, he sealed his guy on Steph's layup with eight seconds left, which was a, a brilliant play. But uh, I just thought we we got key stops when we needed to down the stretch. He was terrific. We knew he would play quite a bit, especially with uh, Kyrie out, um, but also with Hardaway out. Um, I thought Hardy kept them in the game. You know, Luca is always amazing. But uh, for him to come back and play 41 minutes after not playing for a couple of weeks, it's pretty remarkable, but he had to have some some help out there. And um, it felt like we were right there to, to pull away several times, but somehow, you know, they kept hanging in there. I think I thought a lot of it had to do with Hardy and, and his his play. Final that sort of desperation we have to treat every game now like it's a playoff game because it's basically what it is we're we're fighting with seven other teams trying to jockey for either playoff position or an actual playoff berth or a play-in berth depending on how it all plays out and um, I think last week and we, we just we spoke about how how much every game matters now, and and um, how our guys just have to go out and compete and play. And you know we're down a lot of players right now with injuries, and it's um, I was really inspired just watching guys come off the bench and play well. Kaminga was amazing tonight. Jamichael Green gave us huge minutes off the bench. You know Lamb, uh, Moses, uh, JP made some big plays. So it's great. You know guys are competing and they're they're fighting. Could you summarize, Tom? probably the best five game stretch of his career because it's the game is looking like it's becoming simpler for him and um, easier somehow he's just he's more at ease with himself on the floor at both ends and um, so it's uh, it's fun to watch you know the uh, it's hard for young guys to come into this league and pick up everything that's being thrown at them but he's done that and you know here we are near the end of his second year and um He's uh, just dramatically better than he was uh, when he first arrived. So testament to him and his work ethic and his resilience in uh, in the face of you know a lot of a lot of adversity, a lot of difficult you know ups and downs. I was talking about the cops coming along the road and to win two big road games. I think you guys are kind of over that hump, you know. Oh, we're hot now. We are hot. We're road warriors. So now we we knew we had to 
win these last two games. Um, that's that's how we felt, you know, given that uh, everybody is just jockeying for position and we've got some tough games coming up and we play the Sixers next, uh, Minnesota after that. So we've got really difficult games coming up and you know, playing against a team that we were basically tied with in the standings tonight. Desperately needed it. I thought they were great, you know, playing without Hardaway, without Kyrie. I thought Dallas was fantastic. They were, you know, well-prepared and they defended like crazy and uh, gave us a lot of trouble, but we we pulled it out. Coach, um, sorry, real quick for you. Yeah. Uh, you talked about pre-game, how Andrew Wiggins, you know, you hope to get him back, but there's not a certainty to that. It seems like it's been a real group effort for the team to kind of rally around in this kind of absence. What have you seen from your end, at least from your locker room, you know, how guys have kind of dealt with the situation, obviously very sensitive situation, but just from a basketball standpoint, how they kind of rallied around his absence. We love Wiggs. He's a huge part of our team. He's a great player, but he's a great human being. He's just a great teammate. I love coaching him. And um, so anytime you, you know, see one of your guys um, struggling, dealing with something, all you can do is just support that that player and give them space. And, and that's what we've tried to do. But our, our players and our coaches, front office, we're all, um, you know, thinking about Wiggs every day. And, and um, you know, if he comes back, great. And if he doesn't come back, that's fine too. You know, we just want to make sure that, that he's, he's in a good place, taking care of his family. And, you know, we'll see how it plays out. Sorry, late in the third, there was that like timeout. You guys come back, Dallas on the other end. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what was your read on that situation? Number one, it was my best ATO of the year. <laughs> um, it was it worked brilliantly. Just the way we got organized and uh, confused them. I I had to stop, and when I saw them at the other end, I had to stop and think wait, aren't we, isn't this our basket? Because I had drawn up a play for an out of bounds, you know, underneath baseline out of bounds. And when they were down at the other end, I got, I had to stop and think, you know, is this right? And uh, so I, I don't know what happened. You'd have to ask their side. Uh, I thought it was pretty clear that it was our ball. And that's why I was drawing up a play, you know, out of bounds on the baseline, but they all lined up at the other end. I guess they assumed it was their ball. Yeah, and it looks as if they did assume it was their ball. I think their argument is that there was some confusion, again, as we had the back and forth as to the initial call by the official, which was Warriors ball, and then the point toward the other direction, which was for the mandatory timeout, as explained by the, the crew chief in that pool report. Uh, but Steve Kerr there, yeah, the best ATO of the year. I think that's a fact. Kevon Looney just smiling and, and taking his dunk. <laughs> Looney gets the the benefit of that particular situation and it winds up being a, a two-point play and what ends up being a two-point game and the Warriors will take it consecutive road wins for the second time this season uh, first time on the same trip for the Warriors that they've done it consecutively they did have that three and two trip back in, in January but the Warriors did win two road games consecutively they just did it 10 days apart and on a different trip back January 20th at Cleveland and then January 30th at Oklahoma City the Warriors won back-to-back -back road games and they do it here now with just three games to go on the road as they win tonight over the Dallas Mavericks so 38 and 36 for the Warriors and really, again, everybody making a contribution in this one for Golden State. And, and I think Kerr got it right tonight with the lineups down the stretch. I know for all the nights, and this could have been one of them, we had a texter, Xfinity Mobile text line, who said, AJD, if the you know, pool, pool has a couple turnovers or if Clay takes a couple more bad shots, this game looks an awful lot like just about every Warriors close game road loss of the season. And we're talking about, who didn't finish and all this other stuff. Well, well, when you finish this game in a win, I think you have to also acknowledge the fact that, you know, Kerr got it right tonight. You know, DiVincenzo was the right play over Poole tonight down the stretch, even though Poole did contribute. Uh, DiVincenzo as a, as a glue guy, because the three guard lineups were not working. Steph, Clay, Poole, those three guard lineups have been a little problematic defensively for the Warriors and you lack some size there. So DiVincenzo to compliment Stephen Clay. And then tonight, Kaminga flat out earned the opportunity to, to finish the game and play 30 minutes. I mean, he was exceptional. He was one of the Warriors, you know, 
two or three best players uh, on the floor tonight. You could make a case he was their best player on the floor tonight. He was absolutely their leading scorer. And so, you know, that was kind of an easy one for him to, to finish the game over Looney. And so it it worked. They got the win. And, you know, you got to give Steve Kerr the nod as much as we may not have done that had this game gone uh, a different way. So let's get to our hardest worker of the game, which is, as always, brought to you by AC Transit. Curry on the logo. Dribbling, guarded by Bullock. Here comes Draymond. Shot clock at eight, game clock at 14. Curry gets Kleba on a switch. Goes right side on him. Dribbles all the way. A screen by Draymond, and Curry gets a layup. Draymond with an outstanding screen. Sealed off the defender, and it was a clear path for Curry right to the rim. And the Warriors lead 125-122. Timeout, Mavs. 8.5 to go. The intelligence of Draymond Green. He saw the play happen in front of his eyes, went down and sealed off his man. And once Curry beat Kleba, it was all over then. Draymond Green and, and Sterling, feel free to, to chime in on this one. Draymond Green looked like Trent Williams on that play. Like it looked like he looked like Trent Williams sealing a hole for Christian McCaffrey to break off a, a 45, 50 yard run. It's that, that that I mean that was it was just like wow look at that I mean it it looked like uh, a a jailbreak you know a, a, the hole you could drive a truck through uh, and Curry was able to drive all the way to the basket for that one and yeah Draymond our hardest working player of the game for tonight brought to you by AC Transit AC Transit of course looking for hard workers and offering. A $2,000 bonus for new bus operators and journey-level mechanics to join their team. For complete details and to apply, visit actransit.org slash careers. That's actransit.org slash careers. Draymond Green and his 14 points to go with four boards but eight assists. He was in foul trouble but didn't foul out. Had the big defensive stop against Luca late. Three steals for Draymond tonight, and he was just active and intense and and a winner in a, in a big-time way for the Warriors in a game that, that they absolutely have to have. And, and now, as we do, uh, you know, every night the Warriors win a game or win a couple of games. Typically it's been at home. You know, you win two in a row. You start looking at the standings and thinking there has to be the potential to move up. And, hey, four's not off the table, but you have to make sure you come home and not have a letdown in what can be a difficult home game that first game back of a road trip. And, and look, the, the Sixers are, are no joke coming in to chase. Uh, they had run down – Boston, as Boston had fallen out of the top spot, Philly actually for a moment had passed the Celtics, who won last night in Sacramento to regain the, the two seed. But the Sixers are 9-1 and one in their last 10 games and are going to come into chase uh, with that 49-23 that and, and 23 record. And so all eyes on, on Chase Center for that one as Philly won in Chicago uh, to on their road trip is they'll they'll head out to the bay uh and play the warriors on friday night as part of a of an eastern trip and uh, all eyes are going to be on all of these teams in the west glut that are facing each other and the teams behind the warriors tonight putting a little pressure on golden state as well uh as you look at minnesota uh able to to eke out a win uh tonight uh utah did get beat at home by Portland, and so Portland's basically out of it. Uh, so as far as you know, making sure you're in the playing tournament, that's looking really good. This is a game the Lakers really need tonight, as they have the lead on Phoenix at 80 to 73. As that game is coming up on the end of the third quarter down in Southern California, and again, big one with the Clippers and OKC. Again, they play for a second time in three days tomorrow night. And uh, all of these teams are going to be battling each other. The Thunder are playing the Lakers. You've got Phoenix is going to be playing the Clippers here coming up. Sacramento's playing Phoenix. Philly plays in Phoenix the night after they play the Warriors. And so a lot of this, Pelicans are coming to play the Clippers. A lot of these teams facing each other. It's going to be a wild, wild next four days here with uh, Minnesota coming out to the West to play the Kings and the Warriors. And so things can change very quickly, uh, as we've seen throughout the 
uh, NBA playoff picture. All right, that's going to do it for me. Big thanks to all the callers and all of the texters. Great stuff uh, by one and all. Uh, I'm John Dickinson. Join me again back at Chase Friday night for Warriors Live, Warriors and the Sixers as we get that four-game homestand to close out March tipped off. Warriors Live at 6 with yours truly, and then we'll be talking about it after the ballgame as well. Thanks to Sterling Bennett. Thanks to everybody in our San Francisco studios. Big win for the Dubs. They get it done tonight, 127-125 to 125 over the Mavs, and you heard it right here. You're home for Warriors basketball. It's 95-7 the game. Good night. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.